Here we go. Another Sunday. Another Sunday. Week. We're to the 12th week. Week 12. I hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving and enjoyed the games if you watched it. Unless you're fa- fans of those teams, and I'm sure there was. But obviously, we've now reached... We're getting closer to that stretch run. We're on the back end of the of the season. And like I said, who's going to make a run to the postseason? It really begins today for several teams. And obviously, like I said, COVID unfortunately continues to dominate the, the, the spectrum here. The Ravens and the Steelers game once again was moved. It was supposed to play today. But... But now it's been moved to Tuesday, and this will be their last chance because what I heard is if it does if it doesn't happen, it will not be played, or it may not be moved either. So, so like I said, we'll keep our we'll keep our fingers crossed for Ravens fans, especially who need who need a boost here, who needs a, who needs a strong December. If they're going to get to the postseason. Well, I mean, we'll see if it happens. Um... But uh, either way, it's going to be a, it's, it, it, I mean, we'll talk about it, but it seems like it's going to be a tough game for the Ravens with all the players that they currently have on the list. So, yeah, yeah, it's been a really tough week for them, and and obviously it's been a you know it's been a rough week for a lot of other teams as well for other reasons. But all right, let's get without further ado, let's get to the matchups here. We have. Already two unanimous, but we have to add a third for 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 COVID reasons. So we'll look at the first two that we already have down. Obviously, the Browns. It's weird to have the Browns as as a favorite, as a unanimous favorite, but they're playing Jacksonville today. So, I mean, yeah, yeah Jacksonville yeah, should be an easy win for the Browns. That's I mean, Jacksonville sucks. Let's face it, they're. Yeah, but the unfortunate reality is the New York Jets are not going to make it. It's not going to make it. It's going to make it hard for them to get it. They are not favored in any of the rest of their games, and today they play a a pretty bad Miami Dolphins team that's going back to Ryan Fitzpatrick because of a injury that Tua had, a knee injury that Tua had last week. He will not be able to start today, so they're going back to Ryan Fitzpatrick to start that game today. Yeah, they. I mean, that that'll be an easy win for the Dolphins. Fitzpatrick or Tua doesn't even matter. Uh, you know, somehow uh, Adam Gase is still coaching that team. The only logical explanation is, you know, they're just the ownership is just trying to tank the season to try to get Trevor Lawrence. So they just figure may as well keep. Uh, keep that idiot as the head coach for the rest of the year and ensure that we don't win a game. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, the, yeah, you're absolutely right. Probably their mindset at, at this point. Now, the Saints and the Broncos wasn't originally going to be a unanimous choice, but COVID once again has dominated the the spotlight and the Broncos, Jeff Driscoll, Jeff Sexy Driscoll, apparently caught it and tested positive. And all the quarterbacks, Blake Bortles, Drew Locke, and I forgot the other guy's name, all were around him and were con- are considered high risk to play today. So all three of them are scratched and are ineligible to play today. 
which means they have to go to a to a wide receiver off the practice squad who was once a quarterback. Uh forgot his name. Fuller Fuller, Kendall, something I can't remember his I can't pronounce his name or anything. I can't you know, I, I've heard I've seen the name, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But he's gonna get the reps today. And against the Saints, who are who are rolling right now, we'll have Taysom Hill again running their offense. Obviously, I don't like Denver's chances with a quarterback that may not have who has zero reps at that spot at all in his pro career. So, yeah, Denver's going to get yeah Denver's going to have it have it hard today. <laughs> yeah, should Denver? Yeah, Denver. I mean, that's going to be a nightmare for them. So we'll start like we always do at the bottom to the top of the matchups. And obviously the NFC East is once again going to be on, on, on the thoughts of this first matchup. The New York Giants are coming off of a of a big win against the Eagles a couple weeks ago. They're, they had their bye. They're coming off of their bye. And they're playing the Bengals. The Bengals unfortunately lost Joe Burrow to a torn ACL and MCL last week. He's done for the season. They signed Brandon Allen, who started three games for the Broncos last year and actually won one game. But big matchup here for for the Giants because they swept the Washington football team in the regular this season. So if they win today, they will, and, and obviously the Eagles won't win tomorrow night, they will move in by themselves in the first place. They'll be tied with Washington, but because of that tiebreaker, that full tiebreaker, they'll be in first place. So this is a big game for the Giants. Also, a historic note, they've never beaten Cincinnati in Cincinnati in six previous meetings. So they're trying to make history in, in Ep today. So go ahead. Yeah, well, um, this one really... It shouldn't be there too surprising. I mean, with Burrow out, the, the, the Bengals are back to being a bottom five team. Um, they're probably going to end up with the number three pick in the draft, the way I view it, because I don't see them winning a game the rest of the year. So, in reality, um, the Giants are, are going to move into tie for first, and with the tiebreaker, they'll be in first in the division, which is good for us, because... At this point, for as an Eagles fan, I don't even want to see the Eagles make the playoffs, man. I just I'm we're done done with the team, and we'll talk about them. But this game, yeah, Giants win, move into first in the division. So, final score here is going to be I'm going to say I'm going to say thirty one ten. Like I said, this was a good matchup on paper, even though neither team are very, very, very good or talented. But obviously, the Joe Burrow injury makes. The Giants game makes it much easier for the Giants to maneuver. I mean, Brandon Allen isn't a terrible quarterback, but he doesn't have many reps. Like a lot of quarterbacks today playing, he doesn't have many reps. And obviously, if you're if you're hoping to, to, to play spoiler, because like I said, this is a big game for the Giants. You know, because they would never thought when the season began that they would actually make the playoffs. But it looks very much like they hold the key. They'll hold the keys to the NFC East title if they win today. And obviously, the Eagles are going to lose on tomorrow night. So, at this point, the Giants are going to win, and they're going to win pretty comfortably as well. So, Giants win, and the foul score twenty-four to thirteen. 
Now, another game that really doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, and we're getting to that point of the year where we won't we won't be covering almost every game because of the because of the understanding it's it's postseason aspirations. But we still have to preview this game because it still matters. You know, obviously Carolina's coming off of a surprise win against Detroit with P.J. Walker as the quarterback. I don't know if he's going to start today or not, but. They go to Minnesota to play the Vikings, who are coming off a surprising loss to the Cowboys. And obviously killed their momentum and potential chances of getting the seventh the seventh seed in the playoffs. They're still in the mix, but they have a long they have a ways to go. That loss puts them in a very bad position. So obviously a big matchup here. Two four win teams try to get the five and try to at least keep Whatever playoff hopes alive, so go ahead. Yeah, so um, and Bridgewater is back, so it's no PJ Walker this week, but Bridgewater's back, and you know he's going up against his old team where he suffered that major injury. So you know, I hope he's going to be looking to get the victory here. Um, one one thing, a couple things about Minnesota looks like Adam Thielen is going to be out, so. Um, that's obviously going to hurt their offense, which is also extremely efficient in the red zone. They got the number one red zone offense, been scoring touchdowns on 78% of their trips to the red zone. So, you know, there's a team that once they get in there, they they, they, they do have that great running game with um, Dalvin Cook and then guys like Thielen and Justin Jefferson make the plays that they need to make. And, you know, that it's has them at, at the top of their game once they get inside that 20. So Carolina's defense is going to have to come up big. But um, one thing about Minnesota, their passing defense is bad, and they have a number of injuries in the secondary as well on top of being bad. And I don't know, man. I think uh, I think Bridgewater is going to have a big game today. I think he's going to be motivated to in this game going up against his former team. And against that bad defense, I see a big game out of him. And I think Carolina pulled out the victory here. So I'm going with Carolina with a final score of 33-30. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Like I said, both of these teams are just trying to tread water at this point. Minnesota had momentum, and then they lost to the Cowboys of all teams last week. So I don't know what's going on there. They've always been an underachieving franchise. Obviously, Kirk Cousins, your boy, you know, he's going to be out there trying to help out. You know, he said, tell me, Ab Thielen's not in the lineup. That's a big deal. That's going to be big for the Vikings passing game because they don't have much. I mean, they still have Kyle Rudolph who catches everything. But obviously, they're going to have to rely on Dalvin Cook again, and he's going to do a lot. I mean, Carolina's a team that, you know, they're – they're just basically are what they are. And, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's had a decent year for the numbers he's put up. Obviously, he's coming off of an injury, and he's playing his old team where he suffered a devastating injury that nearly ruined his career, that nearly ended his career. But obviously, he's recovered nicely. And, like I said, Minnesota had to go to Kirk Cousins. They basically replaced him with Kirk Cousins, in theory. So... This is obviously a revenge game and a very important game for, for, for Bridgewater. But I'm going to go with, unfortunately, I'm not a big fan of the Vikings, but I'm going to go with them here just because 
you know, they're at home, and I just think that Dalvin Cook running the ball, remember, no more, again, no Christian McCaffrey again today, and I don't think he's coming back this season. He shouldn't. He should just call it call it a season because it's been it's been that kind of year for him. But big, I think this is going to, you know, Vikings will find a way to get back into this and to keep themselves relevant in this in this wild card chase for another victory. So Vikings win and the foul score twenty seven to twenty four. Alright, like I said, another team coming off of a bye here here's next here in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills, who got very lucky because Miami lost last week and they're not sharing their AFC East lead. But they have a tough matchup today, even though yeah yeah, the Chargers' record tells you it's it, it should be an easy win. It's not. The Chargers are one of the better teams, even though they don't have they don't have the wins. But they play you very very tough, and this is a game that if the Brock, Brock I mean if the Bills you know miss out or or take them lightly, they could lose. And obviously the Chargers they're trying to do the best they can here to do whatever they have to do at this point because. They're getting closer and closer to being a very dangerous spoiler down the stretch for teams trying to make the playoffs. So, big matchup here. Go ahead. <laughs> um, um, like you said, the, the, this is the Chargers aren't a joke, man. They have a bad record, but um, they're a tough team. And this is a game when we look at um, um, the passing game. This is a. It, these two teams have the two top receivers in the NFL in terms of receptions. Keenan Allen leads the lead with 84. Stephon Diggs is second at 73. Um, also, Austin Eckler may be back today. I don't know. I haven't seen the um, reports yet, but that would be a big boost to them. But the big story is the two quarterbacks that are both playing at a high level this year, and in particular, Justin Herbert is um, come up broken onto the scene and he's, he's playing really well. He ranks 10th in the NFL with um, 2,699 yards. He has 22 touchdown passes and he's going for 300 yards five times already this year. So he's putting up big numbers and Josh Allen's having, having a big year too. Also, the Bills are coming off the bye, which could help them. Obviously, they're going to be coming in a little bit more rested. Uh, but um, yeah, like you said, you said, you said the, the Chargers are, aren't a joke. They're a team that they play tough, but the story with this team is that they fold in the second half every week, and this is going back for multiple years now. But um, but this year, in particular, the Chargers, um, they, they actually their defense is really good in the first half. They have been, they average an NFL best 134 yards per game allowed in the first half. Again, the second half, they fall apart. They're fourth worst in the league, averaging 209 yards per game allowed in the second half. And that's when things go south for them. And Josh Allen is a quarterback that does come up big in the second half, and in particular the fourth quarter. So I see this game. Um, it'll be tight in the first half. But just like pretty much what's regular for both these two teams, Josh Allen gets hot as the game goes on, and Buffalo's defense makes enough stops to get the victory. So the Bills get another win, and I'm going to say the final score here is going to be, um, I'm going to say 
Yeah, like I said, I mean, the Chargers are, are of, of teams with terrible records, are one of the tougher teams to deal with. Obviously, they played, they, they played very tough this year, and, Ju- and Justin Herbert has obviously been by far, and I'll, I'll say this, he's been the best quarterback of the rookies this year, even better than Joe Burrow, because obviously he's put them in many positions to win many games. Burrow has not. And now Burrow's season is over, so he gets he he'll get he'll probably be the top quarterback rookie this year. But obviously they play a tough matchup here. Buffalo tried to protect their lead in their division, and obviously they're coming off of a bye. Like I said, Josh Allen's having another solid year, and like I said, that offense. But they're coming off a very hard, hard, hard as tough a loss as you could, you know, a loss that the Chargers would have had against against the Cardinals a couple of weeks ago. But obviously, I think today is going to be a battle most of the day. I can see the Chargers going ahead for a while because that's how they are. The Broncos, for the, I keep calling the Bills the Broncos. The Bills, they, they kind of start slow, but they, they really tick, pick up here. And I think the second half, they're going to have a, a strong second half of the game. And I think that's going to elevate them to another victory. And like I said, Chargers are going to play tough. They're going to be good, but it's just not going to be enough at the end. I just think that the Broncos are. Why do you call the Bills the Broncos? Shit. Ah, uh, uh, the Bills will win at the foul score, thirty-seven to thirty. Yeah. I don't know why the hell I keep calling them that. It's, it's like Mike Shanahan and Maury Schottenheimer, <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah. All right, we're going to go to another matchup. The Las Vegas Raiders are on the road at the 1 o'clock position today. You know, always tricky for West Coast teams to come and play an early game like that, but they have a big matchup here against the Falcons. And like the Chargers, they're not going to be a pushover. The Falcons will play tough today, but big matchup here. Raiders trying to stay in that wild card in the AFC. They're coming off a tough loss to the to the Chiefs, so now their chances of making the playoffs rely only on the wild card because I don't think they're going to be able to get back into that race. But a big matchup here, obviously the Falcons, even though they're still they're still mathematically alive, they're basically at this point playing the spoiler role. So big matchup here. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, this is actually my game of the week, my pick. Um, Lock, you know, I'm on lock a of the week. losing streak here with these picks when you, against the spread anyway. Last week um, and really the last two weeks, or I've gotten away from my rules that I, I set for myself when I bet on games, which, you know, last week I, I, I my pick was the Chiefs over the Raiders with the spread. The Chiefs won, but they didn't cover. And, you know, one of my rules is I don't, like the, I don't bet on divisional games because they can get a little uh, messed up. And then two weeks ago, my pick was the Eagles over the Giants, which was turned out to be awful all the way around. Which again, I don't I don't like to do divisional games, and I also don't do Eagles games normally. So, you know, I'm getting back to my rules, and this is my pick of the week here, man. Um, it's a three point spread in favor of the Raiders, and um, and Julio Jones is going to be out this week too for Atlanta. So that's going to hurt him. Obviously, Atlanta has a horrible defense, so having Julio out is going to hurt their offense, which is pretty much down now down to um, Calvin Ridley. Um, the Raiders' defense isn't all that great. Um, 
they've they have just 11 sacks on the season, so that's really bad. But they're also going up against an Atlanta team that has a bad offensive line, and um, Matt Ryan was sacked eight times last week. So maybe this is a game where the the Raiders defense actually comes alive a bit. Now, one thing about the Raiders, you look at last year, they started off the season six and four, which is exactly what their record is this year. And but they fell apart in the, at, down the stretch last year. This year, I don't think that's going to happen. And um, I think I, I picked I picked them pre in the preseason to make the playoffs, and I'm still expecting them to be a wild card team in the playoffs, which would. Um, just be their second playoff appearance since two, their 2002 Super Bowl appearance. So, you know, it's a team that hasn't had much success over the last almost 20 years. But this is, but Gruden's doing a really good job, and this is a team that's um, on the upswing. And I think this game, they're going to take it to Atlanta pretty, pretty well. Um, like I said, this, it's just a three-point spread. I think Vegas is going to win by two scores, but really all they have to do is win by four to cover. So, for me, this is my lock of the week against the spread, and I'm, I'm advocating putting money down on the Raiders. So, Vegas wins, and I'm putting the final score here at 38-27. Well, obviously, like I said, you know, that's your lock of the week. You know, my game of the week will come up. It's not this one, obviously, but it'll be coming up here soon. But, obviously, with with the Raiders, they obviously are in a similar position that they were in a year ago. You really liked them to make the playoffs, and then they fell apart. They just started overlooking teams, and they just started not playing what they were playing. And that's going to be interesting because, like I said, Atlanta's not going to be an easy out. I mean, obviously they're not playing very well, but, you know, they can make it interesting. And the Raiders' defense, like you said, isn't the best defense around, so... Obviously, Matt Ryan can exploit them. He'll get the ball to to whoever. Like you said, there's no Julio Jones today, so Calvin Ridley is going to get a lot of him this afternoon. And it should be very interesting to see. Like I said, you know the Raiders. Like I said, they this is a sec. This is a you know the second half. And like I said, this is a very you know it's a one o'clock game. So like I said, it's not in their comfort zone. But I don't think West Coast teams have. That much of a disadvantage this year. It's not like it's been in the past, you know, because we've seen a lot of West Coast teams. Seattle, you know, they've come over here and won a lot of games. The Rams this year, so I think the the Raiders, you know, it will be a battle for a while, but they're the better team and they should easily take care of things. Derek Carr should get Weller and all his Waller and all and 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 Josh Jacobs to run the ball very well. So I got the Raiders winning. Pretty much bigger than yours. I think it's going to be more of closer to a blowout than what you're expecting. So, Raiders win and the foul score thirty eight to twenty. All right. Now, here's something that you may not know about the Arizona Cardinals going against New England today. For the fourth straight time, they these two teams met, and you won't believe this. You would think this has been the Tom Brady era. The Cardinals are playing the Patriots, and for the fourth straight time, they're playing a different quarterback. Think about that. They're playing a different quarterback for the fourth straight meeting against the Patriots. And, like I said, this is a very critical game because Arizona, like, like the Raiders we just talked about, are trying to stay in the playoffs. And 
New England is slowly, slowly, for the first time in a long time in the Belichick, we're going to be reduced to spoiler here very, very soon. And this is a very critical game for both teams, but more importantly for Arizona. Like I said, like the like like the Raiders, a one o'clock start. So, like I said, critical game, but like I said, a a very important one. And I'll tell you why here in the moment. The mystery about the Cardinals and the Patriots, but big matchup here. Go ahead. Yeah. So. um I mean, let's face it, this game's not all that interesting, so I'm not going to get too much into it. Um, but New England, you know, they're going downhill, and it, it looks like their 11-season playoff streak is about to come to an end. But Arizona, on the mean, in, in the meanwhile, um, they've, been, they've been really good this year. Now, Kyler Murray last week, he did have an injured shoulder during the game, but he supposedly healthy and, and fine, so that shouldn't really be an issue. But other than that, as long as Murray plays it plays well and it, as long as he's healthy, really, I should say, um, this should be a pretty, not easy win for Arizona, but it, it shouldn't be much of a problem for Arizona to win this game, as far as I'm concerned. Now, I know it's in New England, which, you know, the, a team like Arizona playing in cold weather Typically doesn't play all that great, but um, the way the way Arizona set up, look, I'm looking for Murray to have a big game running the ball, and um, and, um, and 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 Arizona gets the win here. So, yeah, Cardinals win. Final score of um, I'll say 30 to 23. Like I said, I, I mentioned that for the fourth straight meeting. The Cardinals are facing a different quarterback for the Patriots. And think about this. In 2008, their Super Bowl year, they played them in the snow. It was Matt Castle. And you remember that year. It was Brady's injury year. In 2012, they actually played Tom Brady and actually won. They actually beat them. You know, and that was a home opener, too, early in the year, in 2002. In 2016, they opened the season in Arizona and, it, and Brady was in suspension playing uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, a, for, a future division rival. And now they're playing Cam Newton today. So think about that. This is the Patriots. It's been Brady's franchise forever. And now, you know, that's kind of weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I guess you could say they got lucky over the years with the way the schedule broke down. But yeah. But, know, they still lost those games. Well, they didn't lose every of them. They lost most. They 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 won. One. They actually beat Brady in that one. <laughs> Weird, yeah. isn't it? But this is a big matchup, and obviously, like I said, I mean, New England is a team that that ain't going nowhere. They're coming off of of a tough loss to to Houston, and obviously, they played better at home than they played on the road this year. So that's a good thing. And they just beat the Ravens a couple weeks ago, but a lot of that was due to the weather. And the weather's going to be fair today in in New England. It's going to be in the low 50s, which is really nice for this time of the year. It's, it's much colder. It's normally much colder than that. Temperature's about 52 to 53 degrees today in Foxborough. So that's that's nice for the Cardinals. That That's going to fit right into the Cardinals' run game and, and passing game. And I don't think there's a lot of wind today either, which helps, which helps as well. And obviously that will help. You know, Kyler Murray and, and, and situation. 
But like I said, these are two similar quarterbacks, and they're both wearing number one. Obviously, Newton still leads still leads all all uh, running, I mean, all quarterbacks in rushing and touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. He has nine this year, and that obviously I think he'll have another one today. But but like I said head to head, this is not going to be an easy matchup for New England, and and I got. Arizona winning pretty comfortably. You know, you think it's going to be a closer game, but I just think that Arizona's on a mission to make the playoffs. They need this game, and I think they'll get it. So, Arizona wins, and the foul score, 34-17. to Now, speaking of the NFC West, we have a, a head-to-head matchup today. And obviously, you know, this could be on the verge of unanimous, but it's not because it's still the NFC West. It's still a tough, it's still a tough deal. Not a good day for 49ers. They got word yesterday that because of the because of the situation going on in California with this with the with the out with this COVID, and obviously it's a problem everywhere. They've shut down. They're about to shut down the state of California again, and especially that area. So unfortunately, the next two. They have their next two home games, and they would not be able to play in Santa Clara. So, so controversy there, and it's going to be difficult to see what they do, what the, the league does and what they do. So, but they'll have to worry about that today. They're in in Inglewood today, playing the Rams, who are coming off, who are been playing some pretty decent football here the last couple of weeks, beating Russell Wilson and Tom Brady with ease. Well, not with ease, but they beat Russell Wilson and Tom Brady in back-to-back weeks. So this is a big matchup here as the Rams try to protect the NFC West lead today. Go ahead. Yeah, so, um, yeah, like you said, this could almost be a unanimous pick, but um, but I guess not quite. But, you know, um, the Niners have lost their last three games. The Rams are coming in. They've had some big wins recently, and um, and they're playing really well. The Niners also, they're going to be missed without, again, Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle. So, you know, they're missing their best players or their best player in George Kittle. Um, but one thing that the Niners do have going, well, two things really that the Niners do have going for them is they are coming off a bye, which helps. You know, they're a little bit more rested. And the other thing is, they have had a lot of success against the Rams recently. Um, Kyle Shanahan and, Mc- and Sean McVay have met seven times. Shanahan's four and three versus McVay, but at the same time, Shanahan has won the last three games that they've met. So, you know, he's doing he's 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 coached against McVay very well, especially recently, and. Um, Maybe that's something that can get them going, but I don't see it happening. The Niners just have way too many injuries, and the Rams are are actually a pretty good team. So, yeah, I just don't see it happening for the Niners this time around. So, yeah, L.A. wins, and I'm going to put the final score here at 34-20. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. I mean... The Rams are starting to play very good football here in the last couple of weeks. Like I said, they played a very good Monday night game against Tampa, Tampa and Tom Brady, and 
And obviously, their defense is starting to play really, really tough. Jalen Ramsey might be in the mix for Defensive Player of the Year, for what I've been, you know, or at least he's he's he will be a Pro Bowler, even though there's no Pro Bowl this year. But he'll be acknowledged as one of the top pros. He he's been very good at his position this year. He's always been good, but he's been exceptional this year. Aaron Donald's being Aaron Donald. And like I said, this is going to be a big matchup. And, and Jared Goff, he just doesn't have to make, doesn't just don't make mistakes. Just go out there and do what you have to do, make the right plays and everything else. San Francisco's a lost team. Their te- their season basically, you know, their season ended before it even began with the injuries. They have a ton of injuries. And like I said, they're still playing Nick Mullins, maybe CJ Beffler. I don't even know who the hell the quarterback's going to be today. But it doesn't matter. Even though they beat the Rams on a Sunday night earlier in the year, it's a different. This is a different Rams team than than then. They're they're more they're going to be more aggressive, and plus they are undefeated in their new home down there in SoFi. So the Rams are going to win, and they're going to win pretty comfortably too. I, I don't I don't think this is going to be a ma- much of a matchup at all. So Rams win at the final score thirty six to twenty. All right, we're going to go. We're going to go to the Sunday night matchup, tonight's matchup. And obviously, it's a renewal of one of the league's old, the old league's oldest rivalry. And obviously, two big matchups and two teams that obviously know each other left and right probably more than any other team in football in the NFL. And obviously, no Nick Foles. Nick Foles is out with it, still with the hip pointer. And obviously, that means the return of Everybody's favorite, Mitchell Trubisky, and Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers, who's had a lot of success against the Bears, has had his struggles against them in recent years. He's had troubles putting them away in games. So this could be a trick, obviously, for the Eagles, even if they somehow get game momentum. Don't, the Packers, you know, they're not looking at it as a major matchup next week, but you don't want to see it as a trick, as a trap game for next week. So. Big matchup here, NFC North matchup here. Go ahead. Yeah, these are two teams that, um, well, one, Chicago's been, they've been horrible as of late. They've lost four straight. But even Green Bay, they haven't been playing all that great the last um, six weeks. They started the season 4-0, and but they're 3-3 three and three ever since. Um, like you said, Foles is out, Trubisky's playing. So that's, I mean, I don't know if that's good or bad for Chicago. It's pretty much... Just doesn't doesn't really do anything one way or another. Both quarterbacks are bad. Um, meanwhile, the other quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, he's got a nineteen and five record career against the, the the Bears. So, you know, he's had a lot of success against them, and I expect that success to continue today. Um, I don't I don't see I don't see Trubisky doing anything. Either he's going to have a lot of trouble. So, yeah. Green Bay wins. The Bears extend their losing streak to five, and and that's it. So, final score: Packers. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, thirty-three sixteen. Yeah, this is gonna be an interesting matchup. I mean, obviously, the Bears started off strong. They started off five and two, or five and one. And they've lost their last four games. And like you said, Green Bay started off strong, but they've they're struggling here the last few weeks. They only have a five hundred record the last six weeks. And like I said, it's not that 
Aaron Rodgers is struggling. It's just that the team, they've had their share of injuries as well and inconsistency at other positions. Last week, the Colts <coughs> dominated them on the ground again and obviously against the pass as well. And Green Bay's been good against the pass, so that kind of surprised me. But obviously the Bears, they don't have Nick Foles. They have to go back to Mitch Trubisky for at least for this week. But Mitch Trubisky's played the the, the the Green Bay very well over the year in his short career. You know, he's he you know he's only in his fourth season, but he's played well against the 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 Packers in his career. So to me, this is actually a better matchup in theory when you look at Trubisky. I think he would do a better job against a, a- Rodge than Foles would at this point. Even though, yeah, Trubisky's not that much better, but. This should be an interesting matchup. It should be a closer game than you would than it appears than it would appear. And I just, but I do think that you know Green Bay's at home, and they're tough at home, obviously. And you know this is going to be close for a while. But I'm going to go with with the home team here, Green Bay. They have a big matchup against against us next week, and you know it's going to be cold up there too. So. You know, probably the coldest game outdoors this this week. So Packers win, and the final score twenty seven to twenty. All right, we're gonna go to a to now critical matchups here. Big matchup here early in the game. Now I thought I I trended to think that this would be my game of the week, but I decided. You know what? I'm not going to use it as my game of the week. This is just it's because this this is a tall tale story here. Colts and Titans. They played a Thursday night game a couple weeks ago, and the and the Colts not only took that game but now taking the AFC East lead. It was this matchup last year where the Titans went to Indianapolis and started their memorable run towards the AFC Championship. So, like I said, a big matchup here. Which once again, both these teams are seven and three. Like I said, somebody's going to take a good path to make a serious run in the, in this conference after this game. So, very important matchup here. A lot on the line, division and potential momentum. Go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, this is a big game. Um, these two teams are tied at seven and three record wise. But the Colts won the game earlier in the year, so if the Colts can pull up another victory, they end up essentially being up two games because they'd be up a game plus have the tiebreaker locked up. So um, this, is a, this is pretty much a must-win for well, really for both teams to be honest. Um, now, now, one matchup to keep an eye on here is Derrick Henry versus the Colts rush defense. Now, the Colts defense and rush defense too, um, they are they're the probably the best in the NFL, but Derrick Henry is the league's NFL leading rusher with um, 1,079 yards, and for the Colts, DeForest Buckner is, is, is going to be out. He's on the COVID list, so they're missing their best defensive lineman going up against a dominant running back right now, so um, that could hurt, but, you know, I like I like the way the Colts have played this year. Frank Reich has um, gotten pretty much more out of Philip Rivers than you would have expected him to get out of an old man. And um, and that Colts defense, like I said, is 
isn't the best in the NFL. So um, I don't know. For me, I think uh, I think Rivers has a good game. Tennessee's defense is not good, so it, this should be a game that Rivers can throw for over 300 yards, three touchdowns, and um, and while Derrick Henry will have a good game, I just think uh, I think the Colts are going to be able to score some points, whereas the Titans are going to have to settle for more field goals than touchdowns. So I got the Colts winning this one just barely, but I think they pull it out. I'm going to say final score here is going to be, I'm going to say 31-26. I said this is a very critical game for both teams because the winner of this game most likely is going to win this division. And they could threaten teams like Kansas City and Pittsburgh down the road. And obviously, if you look at it, I mean, last week, I mean, a few weeks ago on a Thursday night, the Colts went down there. Titans started off earlier, started off early up front, but then the Colts took over that game by the fourth quarter. And this game, and this, and last year's matchup has that had that similar look for the road team in this in this series. So, like I said, I mean, like I said, Philip Rivers. I just got word from Jake Glazer that he has a toe injury. But he is active. He is not going to miss because, you know, he's a tough old bird. He's not going to miss any time. He's got 10 kids to feed. But obviously, you know, Derrick Henry is the league's lead rusher. And he's obviously on pace to rush for almost 1,800 yards. And that's going to be good enough. And I think that, you know, this is going to be a tough matchup. And just like last week when they played my Ravens, Tennessee struggled for a while. But then they they came on strong at the end. And they took and they took it in overtime, and this game has that same similar look to that to this to that matchup, and I just think that you know if, if Derrick Henry goes off, that could be trouble for for the Colts. Even though they have the best rush defense in football, I just think that they know Derrick Henry well, but they let him off his guard, and if that happens, that's not going to be good for the Colts. And at this point, I look at it like this. This is not going to be a quarterback matchup. This is going to be whose defense could stop whoever's offense. And I really believe that at the end of the day, it's going to end up it's going to end up in overtime and somehow the Titans are going to find a way. I, I just think that, you know, this is two these are two very, very close and equal teams. So I I'm going to go with the Titans here. I think they go on the road, they and they find a way here. And and they take back the division lead and start their their march towards the postseason. So Titans win and the foul score thirty four to thirty one. All right, my game of the week is obviously you should know these two quarterbacks real well because they've known each other here the last couple of the last couple of years fighting for conference supremacy and Super Bowl. A shot. That won't be the case this year because Brady's now in the NFC. But it's still a big matchup. Obviously, the Chiefs are coming off a big victory, and Patrick Mahomes is having another great year. Brady unfortunately has struggled against against tougher competition this year. Luckily, this is now a primetime game. It's a premier game at four o'clock late late afternoon, but. I mean, you should t- take your ass down there. You should go. I mean, I know you can't tailgate, but you should go down towards the stadium and 
and, and see if you can sneak in there or something. Because this could be a big matchup that we could think about back in the, you know, down the road. So, critical matchup. It's Brady versus Mahomes, part four. Go ahead. Yeah, so like you said, these two guys have um, met up a number of times over the last couple of years. Brady's 2-1 and one against Mahomes. And um, these are the last two Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks, too. So, um, yeah, obviously, this is one of the, this is the old man, Brady, versus the young superstar in Mahomes. But, um, um, like you said, Brady has struggled a bit against certain teams, in particular the Saints. And then last week against the Rams, um, his big problem, like you said, has been primetime games. But this isn't a primetime game. Like you said, it's a 4 p.m. game. So that that factor isn't isn't in this. Um, now, one thing about the Chiefs, they are coming in this game on a five-game winning streak. Their offense is number one in the league in points per game at 32.1 points per. But... They've also allowed a lot of points recently on their, from their defense. The defense has allowed 31 points in each of the last two games, which was one against Carolina, which is inexcusable. And then last week against the Raiders, they allowed 31 points. And I mean, the Raiders are a good offense, but the Bucks' offense is definitely better than both of those two teams. Um, even, if, even, even though Brady had a bad game last week, normally I would say don't bet against Brady coming off a loss. But um, in in this one, I think Brady will play well, and it'll be a tight game. But um, I don't know, man. The Chiefs are getting hot right now, and um, and um, I just think that they're going to be able. They're going to. It's going to be a high scoring game, but the Chiefs are going to score more. So I'm going with the Chiefs here, and I'm going to put the final score at at forty one thirty eight. Like I said. We talked on Wednesday about about who could be the biggest challenger to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Kansas City obviously is the number one because they are the defending champs. They are 9-1. They're off to their best start in the Mahomes era, even though it's only been three years. But obviously, they are a team that I think that they're already battle-tested, where I think the Steelers aren't as much battle-tested. But obviously, going to this matchup, obviously... These two quarterbacks know each other too damn well. And they fought in regular season battles, and they fought for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. But obviously, this is a critical matchup for both teams. I mean, the Chiefs are obviously, you know, rolling right now. But like I said, like you said, their defense is not doing that great. They're giving up an average of 26 points per game over the last six weeks. And that's not going to cut it. When you, when you have to play a high-powered offense like Tampa Bay can be with, with Brady's clicking. And even though Brady has struggled against better teams, he is 2-4 and four against teams with a 500 or better record this year. Obviously, the prime time. But this is, this is the signature. This is the marquee after new games. So this should be a battle and a war. It's a Nance Robo game. I think Jim Nance and Tony Robo will be covering this game, I believe. And obviously... You know, we'll see what happens here, you know. Like I said, I think that it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a shootout. You know, I think both defenses will do something as well. And at the end of the day, I'm going to go with, you know, with the Chiefs here. They're just they're just rolling right now. 
Brady's kind of, you know, he, he kind of lets his guard down a couple of times watch, watching it. So, at the end of the day, I'm going to I'm gonna go with, with the road team here, the Chiefs. They win at the foul score. <clears throat> uh, 40 to 34. All right. We're going to go. All right. Thursday, you know, this game was supposed to be a Thanksgiving game. Then this game was supposed to be played here very shortly. Now it's been pushed to third to Tuesday. It's still going on, though. Both teams are struggling with COVID. Baltimore, nearly a third of their roster has it. James Conner and about a few other players from the Steelers have it. This is a very critical game for the Ravens if this game does get played. And they need they need a strong December to make the playoffs. They're not in the postseason at the moment. They've lost their last two games. Things are getting a little shaky there. Obviously, the Steelers are unbeaten, and they're looking like, you know, they're gonna they're going to stay that way. But very critical matchup here if this if it if it's played. So go ahead. I mean, this game would have been an interesting game if it wasn't for all this COVID going on with the Ravens. But you know. With all that, with all these players that are out, and I saw Mark Andrews and Matt Judon tested positive today, so they're going to be out if they even play. I mean, it's just it's just not an interesting game. I mean, it, it's the, the Steelers, like you said, are probably the best or the best team in the NFL right now. And I mean, you're looking at a Ravens team that's just got in a ton of players that aren't going to be able to be available, and you know. They would have had a tough time anyway against the Steelers. I mean, they, it would have been an interesting game. But with all these guys out, including probably Lamar Jackson and all them, I mean, it's just not going to happen then. Sorry to tell you. But if they do play, it's going to be a blowout. And Steelers win easy. And I'm going to put the final score here at 44-10. to 10. Yeah, I, I don't have a... I... Even if everybody was healthy on the Ravens, I didn't feel confident coming into this game anyway because they're just struggling right now. And you know, like I said, the Steelers they just finding ways. They're not blowing teams out, but they're finding ways to win. And you know, like I said, right now they're just they're just a team going in the right direction. You know, and the Ravens, like I said, they need a strong December. This should be their last mulligan, and it will be because you know Lamar will not play. Mark Ingram, I don't think is going to play. A lot of guys aren't going to play. I don't even know who the backup is. I think it's RG3 or somebody like that. But, you know, I think that, you know, not much is going to really come come off here. I think the, the Steelers will win comfortably and move on. So they'll pretty much seal this division with this win here. So seal, if this game does get played Tuesday, I expect the Steelers to win pretty comfortably and the final score 27-10. to 10. All right, we've reached the end, and you know what the end is. And we have nothing nothing nice to say about the Eagles. We haven't had nothing nice to say about them for most of this year at all. And now they're expecting to turn this around against a team they haven't had no success against over the last several years, especially since Russell Wilson came into this league. They've had no success, no wins, and like I said, the Steel, I mean the Seahawks. The only thing that will make this game ex- it 
interesting is if their pass defense gets exposed. But at the end of the day, I don't even give a damn about that. Obviously, there are good news if you're an Eagles fan, if you're tired of Carson Wentz and his, and his pathetic play. Jalen Hurts has gotten a lot of first-team reps. So, benching Wentz may happen if he struggles again tomorrow night. Weather was going to be a factor, but that's going to be over before the game begins. So, it's going to be just windy and, and getting chilly. But, big matchup here. Seahawks need this game if they want to win this division. Eagles need this game just to stay afloat in a bad division. So, go ahead with this matchup. Yeah, so um, um, we're not going to have time to get to it today. But, but, you know, we didn't get to it last week when we, or, or Wednesday when we talked about me. I'm going to give you my pick for Eagles head coach. Well, that'll be this coming Wednesday. But also, since I'm looking forward, looking towards the off season on Wednesday, I'm also going to give you my um, top two options that I've come up with for the Eagles first round pick. Obviously, that's a long ways out, but it's looking more and more like the Eagles are going to be picking top ten, and they're going to need to get an actual superstar with that pick. So I'm going to give you my two favorite options there. But on Wednesday, but for this game. Um, yeah, I mean, let's face it, man. The Eagles are awful. They're they're yeah, they're Joe Wentz is as bad as it gets this year. And thankfully, maybe we'll see a little bit of Jalen Hurts. I mean, it, it's the only thing that would make this game even somewhat intriguing to watch. Having is just seeing what Jalen Hurts can do because we already know what Carson Wentz is going to do, and that's nothing. Um, but. You know, maybe, maybe he can say maybe uh, the fact that Hurts is getting first team reps in practice. You know, maybe it's some type of wake up call for Wentz to get his head out of his ass. But I, I don't see it happening, man. Wentz is bad, and even against the worst pass defense in the NFL, <laughs> it's the, I, I don't see him throwing for three, even throwing for three hundred yards this week. And if he can't do it this week, he's He's not going to do it any at all the rest of the year. So, um, either way, Russell Wilson has a big game. He's currently five and zero against the Eagles. He's going to move to six and zero easily. So, Seahawks win, and I'm going to say the final score. You know what? I'm going to put it like this. I'm going to put it the say the final score is thirty six twenty, mainly because I think once when it, it seems like. Uh, if Wentz plays horrible in the first half, Jalen Hurts might get in the game for the second half. So I think uh, I think you'll see an improvement on this offense with Jalen Hurts there, not necessarily because I think he's a better passer or anything like that, but just his um, athleticism and his ability to make plays with his legs is more um, ideal for how bad this offensive line. Well, actually, you know, the offensive line has it, it hasn't been good, but I think a lot of the – struggles are due to the quarterback and coaching staff, but either way, I think uh, I think Jalen's athleticism will make uh, will help out a bit. So, 36-20 Seahawks. Yeah. Like I said, at this point, it, it's almost a given that Dougie P's going to have to pull the trigger at this at the half, or maybe even earlier if, if this becomes an ugly game. Even though a lot of people think it's going to be a closer game, 
I mean, I thought this could be your lock of the week. I mean, five point. It's a five and a half point spread, which is kind of surprising, especially for this matchup. But obviously, we we don't expect this to be much of a of, a, of anything. And you know, like I said, Seattle they need this game very much because they're still fighting for a division title with the Rams and the Cardinals. So this is very critical for them. Obviously, they have hundreds of success with against Carson Wentz and the Eagles and expect them to, you know, DK Metcalf to have a big game and to throw, you know, they're going to throw the ball. Even though Eagles have been very good against the pass, or six in the league against the pass, I just think that if if Wilson and Metcalf team up, guess what? This is going to be a, this is going to be very, this is not going to be pretty. And we'll see what happens with Jalen Hurts because even if Jalen Hurts does do well. I don't think that Dougie P, he's just going to send a message to Wentz. I don't think he's just going to just bench him for good. He'll just bench him for the rest of the game and give and get Hurts the ball just to see what he could be. If it and if and if he and if he does do well, then obviously they'll they'll stick to him and then they'll figure something else out. But anyway, it's not looking good for the Eagles. They're about to go on a on a bad stretch and. They're going to conceive this division, and they're going to obviously conceive to the Seahawks within five to ten minutes of this game. So, so the Seahawks win easily and comfortably, and the foul score thirty-eight to seventeen. Yeah. Well, that's all we have. We'll t- give you the Eagles' off-season preview. Too damn early. I mean, we'll be into December on Tuesday, and. Like I said, we'll look back on another crazy week and the look back on Wednesday should be interesting since we'll be talking about the Eagles in the future. So, big matchups. We'll talk then. Y'all enjoy the games. The games are already beginning because it's after one. So, we'll talk to y'all then. Have a good one.